Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And we're going to start with some happy news. Um, in a little bit, Will will be joining me for um, a political segment. So y'all have that to look forward to. Um, And I get yelled at, <laughs> as always. <laughs> um, no, I don't, I don't really get yelled at. Um, but we're going to start with some very sad news. Doris Day, a music and movie legend, has passed away at 97 years old. Um, Doris Day was probably best known for her work in the movies, although she only was nominated for one Oscar, strangely enough. Um, you know, when I hear Doris Day, like, I, you, the, at least for me, the image of a good, wholesome girl next door image is conjured. But back in, back in the day, it seemed like the top tier actresses all had at least one, if if not more, Oscars to their name. Um, Joan Crawford had one. Betty Davis had, I think she had two or two or three. Um, and um, anyways, unlike some of the other um, stars of her time like Elizabeth Taylor or the aforementioned Betty Davis and Joan Crawford, Doris Day was able to clutch onto and keep her good girl image. Um, there was a playwright. Let me see if I can find his name real fast. This is why I'm recording before Will joins me because I do not want him to um, yell at me for not. Um, Oscar Levent, who is a composer pundit, said, I knew Doris Day before she was a virgin. And, (laughs) I mean, it's funny. But she really did kind of take that good girl image to a whole new height. Um, And she worked with the likes of Rock Hudson, Frank Sinatra. Um, She had her own TV show, and there was a a really interesting story that I read about this. Um, She didn't actually know she had to do the TV show until after she divorced her husband. Um, so, basically what happened was her attorney and her husband conspired together, and got her to sign this deal. She didn't know she had to do it, and right after her divorce, she found out she was bankrupt, so, which made doing the TV show even more essential. The TV show ran for five seasons, um, and she started as a widower, 
who worked um, as a secretary in San Francisco. And the interesting thing was, her circumstances always seemed to change season to season. I don't know if it was a, you know, I didn't look far enough into it to know if it was a um, continuity error, or if it was, if they were trying to make, like, a comedic anthology series, which were, which were really popular during the, um, the run of the show. The anthology series were not necessarily um, comedic. Um, and Miss Day was known for, um, she was most known for her comedy chops. Um, she did take on some dramatic roles. Um, you know, she, but people wanted to see her sunny and whatever. Although she said she preferred... She didn't, she didn't like it when she was dating guys in the movies. She liked it when she was already married and they were dealing with real issues. Um, eventually, um, she stopped acting. Although, when she accepted the Cecil D. DeMille Award... I'm sorry, the Cecil B. DeMille Award... Um, she said the best was yet to come. That was in 1989. She never appeared in film or on TV again. So I don't know. You know, maybe she thought she wanted to make a comeback and change her mind. Or, you know, in in the late 80s, early 90s, that's what all these stars did. They would say, oh, you know, I'm not retired. I'm just being choosy. But the truth of the matter is, they probably weren't being offered a lot of roles. Um, that was that is one of the complaints that you hear so often from these stars. Is you know there are no good roles for older people. Um, but now we see like Robert De Niro, Diane Keaton, uh, Candace Bergen. Um, they're all, they all continue to work. Maybe they don't always like the movies that they do, or maybe they're accused of taking paycheck movies, but they definitely um, continue to work. Um, um, one of the things that Miss Day did was start at the Doris Day Animal Foundation. They're the ones who put out the news that she passed away. Um, there, everything seems to be natural causes. There doesn't seem to be any, you know, um, any hints at, um, murder or anything like that. It, and I mean, at 97, it probably was just a natural death, unfortunately. So, rest in peace, Doris Day. We love you. Thank you for all of the entertainment that you, you've given us over the years, um, you know, her, her signature song, Sarah, Sarah, will probably be played a lot today. And in the context of that song, whatever will be, will be, I have to go take a break and I will be right back. And I'm back. And after that really depressing segment, um, I wanted to bring you guys some good news. <laughs> So, 
as we as we know, Cassie Lee Gifford was fired from the Today Show because they wanted to go in a different direction, i.e. they wanted to go younger. Um, and that's why they brought um, Jenner Bush Hager in to replace Kathy Lee. Um, because they feel that um, she can bring down the median age and up the, um, the news ratings. And, and to be quite honest, um, she'll probably be around for, theoretically, um, she's 38. Um, the news age is usually between 25 and 54. So she's right smack in the middle, which is perfect. And, um, you know, she can probably, probably work, um, as the anchor for, like, 16 or so years before they start to wonder if they need to, um, if they need to replace her. Um, and, you know, Jenna actually recently revealed that she's pregnant, and Hoda, her um, co-host and co-anchor of the Today Show, revealed that she just adopted a baby. So, Cassie Lee was probably feeling a little bummed that, you know, the Today Show family is expanding, she's no longer a part of it. So, on Mother's Day... She revealed that her son Cody got engaged to his girlfriend. Now, this isn't a, a truly big surprise. Um, Cody and his his now fiance, um, judging by her, judging by her um, Instagram name, her name appears to be like something like America Brown. Um. Apparently, Cody proposed to her... Or, they've been dating since 2013, so six years. That's a really long time. Um, and it might have been, you know, just a really organic thing to say, are we ever going to move forward in this relationship? You know, that's not something I'm very good at. <laughs> you know, because I move with the speed of light, so. So, I'm never the right person to ask. Um, but, um, he proposed to her, she said yes, and everyone had a really, um, a positive reaction. Um, Kathy Lee herself wrote, I couldn't be happier for him and Miss America Brown. Um, Maria Shriver, of, um, who used to contribute to NBC News, Jenna Bush Hager, um, and other people from the Today Show sent their congratulations. Um, Kathy Lee's daughter, Cassidy, wrote, still freaking out, so excited for what God has in store for these two, the most excited to welcome my already sister into the craziness. Uh, and apparently Cody and and America celebrated their engagement um, by going to a winery and then a Florence and, and the Machine concert, 
which actually seems like a really legit way to celebrate this momentous occasion. Um, you know, I'm really wondering what would have happened if Kathy Lee was still part of the part of the Today Show. You know, because for the most part, people look at um, people look at um, Kathy Lee's career, and she started. Um, on her, at least her talk show career started with Live with Regis and, and Kathy Lee. And she would always talk about her kids. Um, and her and her husband, but mostly her kids. So if she was still on today, I'm sure we would get a Star Jones-esque wedding where she was um, always talking about who gave her son what and giving them free promotion on air. And I'm sure that would have killed the NBC News bosses. Because you can rape women and sexually harass them. But don't use their airtime to pay for your son's wedding. And with that little bit of bitchiness, I'm going to end the segment. And I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, there were actually two, um, two things I was going to talk about. Um, I'm I'm pushing the other one till tomorrow, um, just because I can, and I'm trying to actually verify um, some things. Um, but so we'll we'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, but um, the big news, and we're going to talk about this later on in the week. Um, Will and I are planning a. A full rundown of shows that were canceled, why they were canceled, um, and what comes next. Um, and there's a lot of juicy gossip um, within some of these. Enough that I think that it'll be interesting for you guys. I'm not sure if that's going to be a Saturday or a Sunday thing. Probably Sunday because Will wants um, blind items on. Will wants blind items on Saturday. Um, but again, I'll let you know as as those plans come together. But one of the shows that will definitely be talked about in the reason for its cancellation is Empire. So it, Empire was renewed um, to a lot of controversy a few years back. I don't know, a few years back, a few weeks back. <laughs> wow, you can tell what my brain's at. <laughs> anyway. So a few weeks back, Empire got a season six renewal. Um, and the, part of the controversy was they picked up the option for Jesse Smollett's contract. And basically said, we're picking this up, but we have no plans to use him at this time. Which, and here's the thing, and I, I think this needs to be said. Um, not only does it need to be said, but it, it really should be... Um, Shouted, they were not lying when they said they had no, no plans to bring Jesse back at that time. Here's why I. Here's why they're telling the truth. The writers' room for season six isn't even open yet, so they have no idea what they're going to be doing. 
But what we do know right now is going into season six, Empire is ending. Um, now, there are some people who will say that it was always going to end. There are some people who will argue that it could have gone on. I'm kind of in the camp right now where I think season six was always intended to be the last. Um, first of all, six seasons in this current era of peak TV is is a really good run. Um, they've done it mostly on their own terms. And for... Four out of the six years, they were Fox's top-rated show. Um, this year, they were usurped by 911. And that, that's really incredible. Um... And to show how much faith that Fox has in Empire, they actually expanded the order from 18 to 20. Now, the 18-episode order per season was always Lee Daniels' idea because um, it cost a lot of money to um, produce the musical numbers, and it takes a lot of uh, time for the actors to sing and whatnot. Plus, Tarashi P. Henson and Terrence Howard were movie stars before they agreed to do the show. Um, and like Viola Davis over on How, How to Get Away with Murder, um, they wanted to continue to make movies and, and collect those big paychecks while also having kind of a steady paycheck and having a little bit of fun. So, why are we talking about the the cancel or the last season of Empire. Well, it seems to be tied to Jesse Smollett's legal trouble. When the show started, Jesse, um, the breakout star was supposed to be um, the younger brother. Um, his name escapes me right now. But Jesse Smollett actually ended up being the breakout. Um, I, th- I mean, clearly the star was always. Um, Taraji P. Henson's cookie. Um, during that first season, she opened her mouth and Facebook was flooded with this, um, with statuses quoting her, um, memes of her beating her youngest son with a broom. So it, it, you know, she was always the star. She was always the bright, shining star. But Jesse was the breakout. And with him allegedly being written off for most of, if not all of, season six, they were concerned about the ratings continuing to tumble. So Fox, in their infinite wisdom, moved Empire from its longtime Wednesday night home to Tuesday nights at nine following The Resident. Now, those two shows are not compatible at all. And a lot of people were really surprised because they thought um, the new Kim Cattrall movie or, I'm sorry, not a movie, the new Kim Cattrall TV show Filthy Rich was going to be a companion piece for Empire. Which would have made, you know, a lot more sense. (laughs) 
But, so, they're saying that because Jesse's not fully out of the legal woods yet, um, and they don't want to, they don't want to have to deal with Um, they don't want to have to deal with, um, the legal consequences of firing Jesse. That's why the show is ending. Again, I think Taraji was, was done. Um, you know, she's been on a hot streak lately with her movies. And Terrence Howard has been phoning in his performances since season two, so there's that. And um, I'm going to get even more juicy bits, and we'll, we'll talk more about this on the special episode later this week. For now, though, I'm going to go, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. And as promised earlier, I am being joined by Will. How's it going, everybody? Good to talk to you again and not yell at me about production notes <laughs> I guess it's a lost cause at this point you know pick your battles and all that anyway as usual I'm here to give you the sweet sweet political gossip that you know we don't put in the normal show because if we did that it would take up it would take up the entire running time of this podcast and we would have no other time for all the good stuff that Ed brings you. Mm. So let's, um, say, Ed, how do you make a billion dollars? I can lose a billion dollars. <laughs> Pretty close. Um, you start with two billion. <laughs> that seems to be the business strategy of uh, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Earlier this week, on the 9th, the New York Times posted an article, managed to get a hand of his tax returns from the years 1985 to 1994, and discovered that in that period, he reported loss of $1.17 billion. More than any other American combined. Yeah, um... Times actually reported that he lost he was he lost more money than any other taxpayer in that period, so that's not even hyperbole. Um, yeah, the, the record of his expenses is just a laundry list of bad financial decisions. Trump Casino. With, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the Trump Casinos, which you know he managed to bankrupt multiple casinos in the year uh, in. 19, starting in 1990, apparently the Trump Taj Mahal and Casino opened with more than $800 million in debt, ended up running him a loss of $262 million. I want to know how you lose money on a casino. Yeah. And, and the, the worst part is, um, they didn't, they didn't even start, uh, the banks didn't even start putting more restrictions on the loans he was getting until um, 1992 after... Eight years of minimum, um, no, seven years, my bad, seven years of minimum double-digit million losses. There's a whole um, scandal going on with Trump and Deutsche Bank, by the way, where... I can't even get a credit card for one late payment. 
Yeah, it's just like, we can't even get a credit card for one late payment, but Trump can get several hundred million dollars from Deutsche Bank that he uses to pay off Deutsche Bank. <laughs> that I, I'm laughing, but that's actually totally true. It is 100% accurate. We're, we're, we're going to do, I'm going to... Um, I'm gonna do a full report on that whole fucking business the next time. Um, the next time we come around, because there's nothing. Because I know there's nothing you guys like better than the inner workings of financial industry scandals. So, I swear this one's actually fun, though. And one of the best things I've been reading up because I promised Will I would try to be informed. You can't see me, but I did air quotes. And I think they got the message. Yeah. <laughs> I think they got the message. <laughs> um, and they say, and I'm waiting for Will's take on this, they say that the whole reason that Trump is hiding his tax returns from Congress and the public is because he wants, he's built his whole political brand around being the maverick, being the businessman who gets things done. And if people saw that he lost $1.17 billion, then his his base would no longer view him as this savvy businessman. Well, yeah, I mean, see, the first time I heard, it is kind of hard to believe, isn't it? That's more money than any of us will make. See, admittedly, though, I, I, I didn't believe that Times report when I first heard it because I didn't think that Trump had ever had a billion dollars to his net to lose. I didn't think he was actually that rich. I was pretty sure that he only had, like, couple hundred mil maybe at the very most at the top of his game and he inherited most of that yeah anyway um in other news in trump uh family losses this week don jr was called to testify at in front of the senate intelligence committee which funny enough is headed up by a republican senator richard burr I'm surprised he hasn't tried to use executive privilege to stop that. Yeah. Um, God, fucking executive privilege, man. Trump and the family use executive use executive privilege for things it was never meant to be used for. I'm surprised the guy doesn't like hasn't tried to pull executive privilege on his Twitter feed by now. Oh, give it time. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. This, uh, this spurred some um, hand-wringing from Chuck Grassley, I guess, uh, I guess seeing a Republican actually do something about the rampant const- corruption in this administration uh, finally got a spark into the lump of silicon and plastic that he calls a brain. And he's been the one leading the charge against Senator Burr and the subpoena that he has sent to Don Jr. I, I do appreciate um, how... I guess, um, I guess Richard Burr wants to know if, if, if Weller was right and Don Jr. really was, really is too stupid to commit the kind of crime that he's being accused of. I mean... Is there any doubt? No, well, I mean, he is like, what? Is he, has he ever worked for anyone besides his dad? No. Oh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, he's a large adult son, so I guess we can't really have that high opinion. But, you know, we all know my opinions on him already. 
I wonder if he's going to crack or if he's going to be able to withstand 12 hours of questioning like Hillary did. I'm predicting a repeat of the Kavanaugh testimony, complete with um, endless O's on how he likes beer. I mean, it did get Kavanaugh confirmed. You heard it here first, guys. (laughs) All right, that is going to be it. I'm going to... I'm going to use executive privilege now. (laughs) Use executive privilege so he doesn't hear me (laughs) yelling at him about proper recording procedures. And if I make it out of this alive, I'll be right back. And I'm back. And we're going to end this episode with... um, Talk about a renewal that obviously didn't make one star happy. Uh, On Friday... If you haven't heard yet, there were a bunch of cancellations, um, especially over on ABC, which canceled um, Speechless, which was a very popular show. Um, Star Mini Driver tweeted out that she was very sad and um, very upset about this. Uh, and that's understandable. Um, you know, Minnie Driver, even though she's she's been around for a long time, um, you know, she's entitled to feel sad. She worked with these people for three years, whatever. I don't think anyone's really looking at her with with a side eye. As opposed to Constance Wu, who... They definitely are looking at with a side eye because bitch went crazy. (laughs) Here, let me just read some of these tweets. She tweeted, so upset right now, I'm literally crying. Ugh, fuck. Then she went on to add, fucking hell. Um, And that's bad. But if there was any doubt about what made her have a bad day, she dispelled all of that when the official Fresh Off the Boat uh, account um, put out a post celebrating the renewal, and she wrote dislike. Now, most actors would be very grateful to have another... Um, at least another season of a paycheck coming in. So it was a little weird that she was not thrilled with this. Um, and, and, you know, fans were really trying to figure out what the hell was going on, why she was acting so crazy. Um, and just generally trying to understand why someone wouldn't want their show to continue. So then she then Constance had to kind of backpedal a little bit. And she said that was not a rampage, it's just how I normally talk. I say fuck a lot. I love the word. Y'all are making a lot of assumptions about what I was saying. And no, it's not what it's about. No, it's not what this is all about, stop assuming. 
Okay, so just let me give a little history about Fresh Off the Boat. Um, it's it's one of the very few shows that actually grew in the ratings from season one to season two. Um, another recent example of, of that happening was the Goldbergs. Um, but even with all that said, um, you know, Constance Wu has always been very celebrated for her, for her work on the show. And, um, you know, I mentioned Minnie Driver being upset. I'm sure she would love to trade places with Constance Wu right now and celebrate Speechless coming back for another season. Uh, Constance may not have wanted Fresh Off the Boat to be renewed. And in fact, we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, but first, I'm just going to say, she, you know, she made a big to-do because they actually asked her to be in Star Wars, a big, huge film franchise, um, last year, and she rejected them because she didn't want to be tied down in a contract, allegedly. Um, I have to add that in there because now, we, now we're trying to starting to question whether or not that really actually happened. Um, but yeah, she said she didn't want to be tied down um, into a, another long-term contract. Uh, so people are starting to think that, you know, maybe she was regretting um, signing on for a fresh off the boat. But here's the thing. You know, unlike a lot of people, I actually think Constance Wu is very talented. Um, I also think she had a taste of movie stardom with Crazy Rich Asians. And while I don't think like she's gotten too big for her britches, as some people said, um, I do think that there is a little bit of regret. Um... But and and she definitely regrets what she tweeted because of the the shitstorm that it caused. Um, and then she kind of went even feistier. Um, and tweeted, "I was upset and crying. I did not say it was over a TV show. You're making assumptions." And then she said, um, "Today's tweets were on the heels of." Rough day and we're ill-timed with news of the show. Please know I'm so grateful for Fresh Off the Boat Renewal. I love the cast and crew. I'm proud to be a part of it. For all the fan support, thank you. And for all who support my casual use of the word fuck, thank you too. That screams that a publicist got a hold of her and said, bitch, you better get your shit together. It just does. <laughs> There's no way you're gonna con- anyone's gonna convince me otherwise. Um. And so you know, I kept saying that we're gonna talk about 
um, some of her bad attitude right right after all of this went down Blind Gossip had an item up and they really kind of summed it up they said um, she's pissed she had big plans for her movie career and wanted out now that it's renewed she is forced to stay on for another season and they they also said you would think she would be grateful to have a steady job She's actually the most ungrateful, classless actress working today. Everyone on the set hates her. She is a very vulgar, nasty person. Um, And I think we actually seen that in those tweets. Um, And for the record, I don't think that the use of... I don't think the use of the word fuck makes you vulgar. Um, Or classless. I use it all the time. But writing dislike on the official show Instagram post, probably not a great way to endear yourself to the people who keep you employed. And 20th Century Fox produced, I believe it's 20th Century, 20th Century Fox, um, Maybe it's ABC Studios. In either case, if you plan on working with Disney again, and let's face it, at this point, Disney is putting out at least half the movies um, that are going to be in theaters soon. So you're probably going to want to stay on Disney's good side. You know, you can try to make a career... um, Working with Warner Brothers or um, Universal. And and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with those studios. But there's only so many movies that they're putting out. There's only so many movies that they're making. That you probably don't want to cut off half the opportunities that you might have by being ungrateful, by being vulgar, by being nasty. And trust me, once you're banned from Disney, you're banned. There is no going back. Look at Johnny Depp. You know, he made them billions of dollars um, with the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise with um, Alice in Wonderland. And it's not very likely that he's going to be allowed to work with Disney again. And I'm going to go out on the limb and say, it's not going to be very likely that... Um, Constance will be asked to uh, work with him, at least not anytime soon. And she really has no one to blame but herself. And that's going to do it for me for today. Thank you all so much for listening, as always. And until next time, cheers. Cheers.